Big time football game going down in Tuscaloosa this weekend. Let's break it all down. Locked on crossover, locked on LSU, and locked on Alabama. You are locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks for making the Locked On LSU and Locked On Alabama podcast your first listen every single day. Caroline Fenton from Locked On LSU. Joining me is Jimmy Stein of Locked On Alabama. Jimmy, big time game this weekend. How are we doing? Oh, doing great. Uh, man, such a fun week. It's uh, really since Nick Saban got to I mean, it's always been a deal, right? Alabama versus LSU. But Nick right. Saban uh, coming to Alabama in 2007 uh, just kind of made this rivalry uh, hotter and uh, of course the success of both teams. Uh, I always uh, think when, when I think of this game, Alabama versus LSU, Carolina, I think of the press box filled with NFL scouts. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it feels like. I mean, there are two programs that have churned out more NFL talent than probably any other programs in the country. And you look at this game so many times, at least in recent history, it seemed like a college football playoff qualifying game or an SEC West championship game, that the stakes for this game have always been so high. And I've said, I think college football is better when games like this matter, when games like this have something on the line. And for this season, it's the SEC West. You know, LSU with one loss in the SEC, Alabama undefeated in the SEC. LSU has a, either team that wins this football game has a clear path to Atlanta. I think Alabama has an opportunity to lock it up this weekend. LSU has an opportunity to keep those hopes alive. That's right. And, uh, you know, there's it's no coincidence that, uh, that this is the primetime CBS game. You know, th this game, it's, this weekend is selected by CBS before the season even starts. Before the season starts, they've got to put into the league the night that they want to, to have their showcase game, their one primetime game they're allowed in their contract Uh 7 p.m. and they put it in back in August and what weekend you know last 10 or 12 years I think it's been seven times in the past 10 years or so that Alabama LSU has been their selection and again they make the selection back in August so it's certainly not a surprise to the CBS executives that there would be a lot riding on this game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, history would show that exact thing and both teams coming off of a bye week. I don't think that's a coincidence. But just to give some of the locked on LSU listeners kind of a peek behind the curtain of where is Alabama at coming into this game? Improving. Uh, it hasn't been so far a season that I would say is a typical of uh, Nick Saban seasons at Alabama. Uh, it's been a little, little tougher for the fans in the stands because the games have been closer. I mean, seven and one is, is a nice record when you played uh, per ESPN, the eighth toughest schedule in college football, seven and one sounds fine, but so many of those seven wins have been uh, head scratchers and have been uh, difficult to get through. I mean, there was even a 17 to three win over South Florida in Tampa back in uh, back in, in week three. That was uh, that was rough. It really was. And uh, the offense has sort of been that way. The defense is fine. Defense is sort of what you would expect when you play a Nick Saban Alabama team. A lot of talent, uh, playing well, real physical group. I wouldn't say it's an elite Saban defense at Alabama comparable to 
2011 or 2016, which are probably the two best of the, the Saban defenses at Alabama. Probably not quite that good, but but they're good. They're good. They're even better, I think, than the numbers suggest. But offensively, it's been uh, boy slow improvement. It's probably the best way to put it. Jalen Milrow started the year as the most inexperienced quarter starting quarterback in the SEC. Uh, he has slowly improved. He's very good at some things. He, he's incredibly athletic. He throws a great deep ball. His deep ball stats are even better than Tua Tungavailoa's, better than Bryce Young's. His deep ball is, is pretty fantastic. Anything in the short and intermediate range uh, you know, could be inaccurate, could get there at the wrong time. He's still sort of learning on the job. But it, he's improved. The Alabama offense has improved. And uh, I think Alabama fans fear this weekend, Carolina, is that LSU is going to force Alabama to score in the 30s or more to win the game. And that's something that's going to make Alabama fans uh, a little uncomfortable. But why don't you tell the Alabama fans listening about where LSU is entering their, uh, their I guess this will be the ninth game of the year. Yeah, you mentioned how life in the stands has been a little bit more uncomfortable this season. Welcome to what it's like to be an LSU fan, where almost every game is way more uncomfortable than it has any business being. It's, you know, it's absolute craziness and blood pressures up here. Wouldn't have it any other way, but it's, uh, it is absolutely stressful. But LSU is coming in to this game. I think it's a tale of two teams offensively, it's the best offense in the country. This is an elite offense. LSU is averaging 550 yards a game. LSU is averaging 45-plus points a game. And this is going up against you know, good teams. And only in one game so far this season has LSU not broken that 500-yard threshold. That was the first game of the season against Florida State, and they still put up 450. So I, I am more than willing to put this offense up against any other offense in the country. And if this game comes down to a shootout, if any game on LSU's schedule comes down to a shootout, then I give advantage LSU. And I fully acknowledge and understand that LSU lost said shootout to Ole Miss earlier in the season. And that was in a game in which LSU gave up over 300 yards and missed tackles. Now, that was a game where the defense played its worst performance and prompted Brian Kelly to, you know, to do some overhaul of the defense. So, And that's the, the, the tough side of things is the offense I'm willing to talk about all day long. Defensively, this is statistically the worst defense in the history of LSU. You know, a football program that is known traditionally for having elite defenses. When you look at players like Tyran Matthew and Patrick Peterson and Devin White, some of the best defensive players in the NFL. That is what LSU is known for. Winning games nine to six is how LSU traditionally likes to win football games. But this is a young, young and inexperienced secondary. This is a cornerback room that LSU had to build up almost completely via the transfer portal for the second year in a row. This is a defensive front that has a lot of talent on it, but confusingly just simply can't play up to its standard. And I think Harold Perkins and Mason Smith, of course, Harold Perkins linebacker and Mason Smith defensive lineman, I think they're two of the most talented defensive players in all of college football. But they just haven't really been able to break through. They haven't really been able to make as big of an impact as we may have expected Mason Smith to make coming back off, an, off of an ACL injury or Harold Perkins to make after he was you know, such a force this past season. So the defense 88th in the country, the offense 
first in the country. I think that kind of tells the entire tale of this LSU football team. Yeah, it really sounds like uh, it's probably an overstatement to say, but this is really a strength versus strength game and a weakness Absolutely. versus weakness game. It's uh, when LSU's offense is on. I mean, Alabama will be the best defense, I think, that LSU has faced this season, and LSU is easily the best offense that Alabama has faced. Conversely, when LSU's defense is on the field and Alabama's offense is on the field, these have been, uh, you know, what I've called this week, uh, uh, you know, on, on our show, you know, struggle, the struggle units. I mean, the the – the units that have struggled all season long, it's not typical of either program, but it has been a struggle. And maybe the game will be decided by those struggle units. Who's going to play a little bit better than expected? Uh, I'm sure it's a game LSU would love to see in the 30s or around even the 40-point mark, get Alabama into that track meet that Alabama is probably not built to handle. Uh, on the other hand, should Alabama hold LSU to 24, 25, 26 points, Alabama fans feel like, uh, well, you got a really good chance to win the game if that's the case. So let's get into that coming up next. Some of some matchups to watch because I think that this LSU offense against this Alabama defense isn't just the matchup of the week. It might just be the matchup of the season in this sport. So we'll get into those matchups to watch coming up next here on a Locked On crossover, Locked On LSU and Locked On Alabama. Prize picks is the most fun that I have had playing daily fantasy sports. So prize picks, you can win up to 25 times your money this football season. And now it's finally basketball season. So you can get in on the fun with basketball too. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and then place your entry. Basketball season is here. So now you can pick combo projections from across football and basketball from the specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can do LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. Plus, you can play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill, comedian Andrew Schultz. You can find them on the Community Plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community every single week. So go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash college and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, thanks for making Locked On LSU and Locked On Alabama your first listens every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And a college football season is here, and this season Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. So every single Friday, Locked On will go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can including insight and analysis from our stable of Lockdown College hosts covering their team every day. So find Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern on any Lockdown College YouTube channel, including the one you're watching on now. You will not want to miss it. So continuing on on a Locked On crossover edition of Locked On LSU and Locked On Alabama, a little showdown of the SEC West going down in Bryant-Denny this weekend. You mentioned it, Jimmy. This LSU offense against the Alabama defense. 
that is the matchup to watch. You say you're not willing to call this Alabama defense elite, maybe because it doesn't stack up to some defenses that Alabama has had in the past. But I think compared to defenses across the country in college football this season, I'm willing to call it elite. <laughs> well, the deep dive analytics right now sort of rank Alabama as the fourth best defense in college football. And, mm -hmm. and that's saying a lot. And uh, it, it is a good group. The personnel is, is, is better than it has been. I think in the past two or three years, there's been some coaching changes that I think have helped on that side of the ball. Uh, but boy, when you're facing Jaden Daniels, who's such a threat, uh, with his arm, with his legs. Uh, Alabama had a very difficult time defending Jaden a year ago, and it seems to me you would know better, but it seems to me Jaden's even better than he was oh, yeah. a year ago, particularly as a passer. But I think as a decision maker, uh, to me, I, I see I see the guy, and I think he's Lamar Jackson. I mean, when I watch him play, I mean, I, I think he's going to have a very bright NFL future. I, for Alabama to have some success, they're going to have to – at least keep Jaden Daniels from an historic performance. Uh, they're going to have to spy him a little better than they did in Baton Rouge last year, play better at the inside linebacker position, not let Jaden have one of those 80, 90, 100-yard games, which he's extremely capable of with his legs, and sort of limit him in the passing game. You're never going to shut him down, but I think limiting Jaden Daniels you know, to under 300 yards passing, under 80 yards rushing – Gives yourself a chance. Uh, and, you know, better inside linebacker play, I think, is going to be the key. Uh, also, you know, Alabama has outstanding cornerbacks. This is one of the great, great matchups of the weekend. And one I'm sure the NFL scouts that will be there by the droves, they cannot wait to see Malik Neighbors versus Kool-Aid McKinstry and Brian Thomas versus Terrion Arnold and vice versa. Alabama's cornerbacks are outstanding. I believe they're both future first-round picks. Uh, LSU's wide receiver duo. There's more than those two. We know that Lacey and, and others, but neighbors right. and Thomas, probably the best duo of receivers Alabama's faced all year long. And the matchups between those two LSU receivers and the Bama corners will be epic. It will be reminiscent of the old Julio Jones versus Patrick Peterson type matchup. And uh, it'll be fun for the scouts and for the fans I would imagine as what happens when you match elite athletes against each other, each of them will have their wins at times. This is a preview of what's to come on Sundays here in just a, a few years with you know Alabama's DBs on LSU's wide receivers. Looking at the other side, you know Alabama's receivers on LSU's DBs, you know of course Jermaine Burton has had a much better season than I anticipated, but I wouldn't call Alabama's receivers necessarily the strength of this team. Very much so the case with LSU's corners. Of course, they're three, you know, transfer portal veteran corners will be out, including Zaya Alexander, which is LSU's best corner, has been so far this season. So it's going to be true freshmen on Jermaine Burton and the rest of this Alabama receiving core. Those are battles that I think those LSU DBs lose. They've lost them all season long. So I think to me, it comes down to LSU's pass rush against Alabama's offensive line that's really struggled to protect Jalen Milrow all season long. He's up 35 sacks this year. And LSU's pass rush hasn't been dominant this season. Like I said, if it's not clear, the defense is the weakness of this team. But I'm looking for Harold Perkins and for Mason Smith and for Jordan Jefferson to have massive games this weekend, to have those breakout kind of games. I look back at that LSU-Arkansas game last season when Harold Perkins just went absolutely wild. Yeah. 
that's what Alabama's going, excuse me, that's what LSU is going to need against Alabama to at least try and contain Jalen Milrow, to limit what they want to do in the passing game and to help out those young DBs against an offensive line that has been vulnerable all season long. That's exactly right. That 35 sack number is shocking. It's it's true. It's true. And it hasn't been fun to watch for Alabama fans, but uh, <laughs> each one of those 35 sacks has been bad. But well, you know what's kind of interesting about that number is anyone would automatically jump to the conclusion, and it would be largely correct that Alabama's offensive line is is not good, uh, particularly when it comes to pass protection. That That's true. But so many of these 35 sacks have been coverage sacks, have been more related to Jalen Milrow's inexperience. Uh, he has held on the ball too long, many, many times. He's had many chances to throw the ball away, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't come out. So that 35 sack total, a lot of it's on the young quarterback. A lot of it is on the running backs, particularly early in the season. I would say of the 35 sacks, maybe as many as eight have been specifically due to running backs complete failure to pick up blitzers, which scares you to death when you're about to play Harold Perkins, by the way. <laughs> uh, so that's been a big problem for Alabama is too many sacks. It hasn't all been the offensive line, but of course, a lot of it has been. And I think the thing that's going to happen this Saturday, it'll be really interesting to watch where LSU plays Harold Perkins and moves him around. Alabama has a true freshman left tackle. He's going to be a spectacular player in the future but the future has yet to arrive. He's He is a true freshman uh, struggling in this league. And despite his upside, despite the fact he's probably in the future going to be making a lot of money playing this game on Sundays, uh, his freshman season has been very up and down. LSU is going to try, I am certain, to get Perkins on him a few times uh, as uh, Alabama's left tackle, Caden Proctor, has struggled with speed rushers. So I would look for that Saturday as – almost inevitable. I think right now you could go ahead and mark Perkins down for two or three sacks. <laughs> Alabama has definitely struggled uh, to, to to deal with elite blitzing linebackers, whether it's a speed rush that the left tackle can't handle, whether it's the running back failing to pick it up, whether it's Milrow holding onto the ball too long. Uh, LSU is going to get some sacks on Saturday night. You can just go ahead and chisel that into rock. It, it does feel nice to say, but I, I do feel like some of the the struggles for Alabama offensively are due to that exact reason of youth and inexperience at the left tackle position, at the quarterback position, even at the offensive coordinator position. Tommy Reese being just such a young and inexperienced play caller in this league. So it, is that the reason why Alabama has struggled in, with slow starts, you know, I look at a slow start against Tennessee, a slow start against Ole Miss and against Texas A&M. I look at that as maybe being an opportunity for LSU to run up the score early. But what do you think is the reason for Alabama struggling to play maybe a full 60 minutes? I, I'm, I'm going to say the youth and inexperience on offense because that's that just seems to be the, the logical take. I believe in the last seven games, Alabama has scored a total of three points on their opening drive of the game. So, you know, when, when you're hoping to get off to a good start, LSU going into a hostile environment, if Alabama doesn't get off to a good start, LSU sort of takes the crowd out of it. That's what happened against Tennessee uh, just two weeks ago in Bryant-Denny. Uh, Alabama got in a hole in the first half, and the stadium was fairly quiet. Uh, Alabama really got something going early in the second half, and the stadium was sort of bananas that whole second half. And I think it really affected Tennessee.
Tennessee. But that first half, uh, it was quiet because Alabama didn't get off to a good start and Tennessee did. And you can kind of foresee that same thing repeating itself in terms of how consistent LSU's offense has been and how inconsistent Alabama's offense has been. You can see LSU getting off to a good start in this game. Uh, Jalen Milrow, he, he's he's an enigma. <laughs> now, for he's one of these guys that uh, he'll make some bad plays. There'll be some negative plays. And just when you can't get any more frustrated with the kid, he does something not just good but spectacular. He's capable and delivers weekly the spectacular. Uh, there's just a lot of bad that goes along with it. Now, playing a, a defense like LSU, it'll be interesting uh, where LSU's given up more than, uh, than you would expect LSU to give up yardage and point wise. Uh, maybe that's just what a jail and Milrow needs, but, uh, but I'm thinking that you're going to see the same Milrow we have in the first eight games, which is uh, sometimes shaky and sometimes spectacular. And let's see where it ends after 60 minutes. Well, coming up next, let's get into our official predictions for this game, how we expect it to play out, score predictions, all that coming up next here on a crossover edition, Locked on LSU and Locked on Bama. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. 150 bucks if your team wins and all you have to wager is five dollars so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there is no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over unders and so much more so visit FanDuel.com locked on and kick off the NFL season again that's FanDuel.com locked on Place a $5 money line bet and new customers can get $150 back in bonus bets. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, thanks again for making Locked on LSU and Locked on Bama your first listens every single day. Right now at time of recording, Alabama is a three-and-a-half-point home, three home favorite hosting LSU this weekend. Jimmy Stein, Locked on Bama. What's your official prediction for how this game plays out on Saturday? It's going to be exciting. I think CBS is getting exactly what they would like, and I think uh, the, the, the the audience is going to tune in for the full three three plus hour broadcast here because it's probably going to come down to that last couple of minutes in the game, a little similar to last year. Uh, but last year, LSU playing in Baton Rouge won a very tight game at the end. I think Alabama playing at home. Uh, might come out on top this time. I'm going to say 35 to 30, uh, which is a lot of points for Alabama to give up based on how they've been playing defense. But I think you can contain Jaden Daniels a little bit, but he's going to get his numbers. Malik Neighbors will have his wins outside. So will Brian Thomas. Logan Diggs running the ball, mm -hmm. I think, is uh, is going to be helpful. I think it's going to be tough for Alabama to keep LSU under 30. I see 30 as sort of a magic number in this game. If LSU gets up over 30, it's going to be tough for Alabama, I think, to match that. But if Alabama can keep LSU under 30, I think they can win the game. But at home, I've got Alabama winning 35-30 behind the usual two or three long touchdown passes from Milrow being the difference. I think it's going to be a close game as well. And I think it could even come down to how LSU fans saw Arkansas or Ole Miss come down to of just whoever scores last. 
or whoever has the ball last is going to be able to win the football game. And I could see this being like a 38-35 kind of game. Fewer points than LSU is maybe accustomed to putting up. More points than maybe Alabama is accustomed to putting up. And that's just the, the product of playing one really good defense and one really bad defense. And also going up against a really good offense in LSU. And I think that kind of almost ignites something in Alabama. I saw that in the second half against Tennessee. You know, a 13-point deficit going into half. It almost like lit a fire under their butts, which led to a two-play 79-yard touchdown drive from Jalen Milrow. So I like LSU just barely in this one, just because I haven't seen anyone slow down this offense for a full 60 minutes. Florida State did it in the last quarter of the game, and that was just enough. Arkansas was able to limit what LSU wanted to do for a majority of the first half, but once it got into the second half, it was the, the Jaden Daniels and Malik Neighbor show. If anyone can do it, I do believe it is Alabama's defense. If anyone on LSU's schedule, because I think LSU, I think Alabama's defense is simply just that good. But if it ends up being a shootout, I like LSU's chances in any sort of shootout. Well, Jaden Daniels is uh, custom built to win some shootouts. Uh, and again, Alabama had a difficult time with him last year. He's even better this year. I think Alabama's defense, though, is better. And that's yeah. what makes uh, this matchup interesting. It's an interesting matchup every year. And uh, I, I suspect uh, will will always be. It's kind of hard to imagine Alabama LSU not being a, uh, a football earthquake right now. And hard to imagine if the SEC doesn't go to three permanent opponents, hard to imagine this game not being played every single year. So going to enjoy it while we have it. Going to enjoy this game having the highest of stakes on both sides, a a trip to the SEC championship game for Jaden Daniels, a potential invitation to New York City, college football playoff hope still alive on both sidelines. So it's going to be an absolute blast of a matchup this weekend. Looking forward to it. Jimmy Stein, appreciate you for joining me and appreciate everyone for tuning in to a Locked On crossover. Jimmy, where can more people find some more of your work and your breakdown of the Crimson Tide? Well, Locked On Bama, myself and my co-host, Luke Robinson, uh, five, six days a week, and also work for BamaOnline.com with On3Sports, where you can read my stuff uh, virtually every day, always on the message board, conversing with Alabama fans uh, about the – the subject matter of the day, and uh, there's always something. Always something in this <laughs> league. Uh, you can find me at Locked On LSU. You can find us on YouTube and your preferred podca- podcast platform. Also find me on SiriusXM SEC Radio every single week. Jimmy, appreciate you. Have fun this weekend. Hey, you too, Caroline. It was great. All right, thanks for making the Locked On LSU and Locked On Alabama podcast your first listen every single day. I know Jimmy and Luke will have some great pre-game content coming out the rest of the week. You can also find that on Locked On LSU as well.